0: Welcome to the loudest Rebel FM of all time. <laughs>
1: it's not necessarily the loudest, just the most ambient Rebel FM that's ever been.
0: It's true, so so when we talk we are going to have to kind of direct the microphone in your direction okay. with, um, for best effect. So we are here to talk about uh, E3, in a, and we decided to do it from a diner because we all wanted food and had to get out of the house. Um... So, can we call this the E3 Christmas special? It is the E3 Christmas special. <laughs> yes. I think actually it works fine as long as we're actually we're all close to it. So that just might become problematic once we start eating, but we'll see. Yeah. Um. So I guess we can start off by talking about. We're not going to talk about motion controllers. That's what I told Arthur. Okay. Because we're going to save that for the regular show. That's we're cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Plan, yeah. That's a deep. That's a deep valley to go down to. We're gonna move it closer to Arthur our single mic because me and Tyler pick up way better. It's my, my deep voice. And uh, so let's, well, I don't know, what do you guys want to kick it off with? Press conferences? Actually, I, um, I'd like to kick it off with the plane ride.
2: <laughs> or almost the lack thereof of a plane ride. <laughs> so I get in a cab really early in the morning, you know. Pay for a cab so I can make it there on time to catch my 6.45 in the morning flight so I can see Microsoft's press conference. Yeah. So I wake up super early, I get there. You know, no cup of coffee yet, but that was remedied when the lady said, there's no flight at 6.45 a.m.
0: There's one for 6.45 (laughs) p.m.
1: Are you serious? You booked him a flight for 6.45 p.m.?
0: That was my doing. (laughs) Luckily, they got Tyler on, like, what, a 9 o'clock flight? No, there was one uh, exactly an hour later. So, Tyler still made the conference, that's the important part. Yes. And he, it sounds like he even got a better seat. From where I was, you couldn't I could not even see the stage directly,
1: was, so. Which airline was this?
0: This was Southwest,
1: I think. Yeah. So there's a plug for Southwest. Yeah, they, they totally hooked me up. They were
0: for random hosts, yep. hookups. Um, so yeah, so we went to Microsoft, highlight of which was, uh, for me, Felicia Day coming on stage.
1: Felicia Day, who looked more nervous than I've ever seen anyone in a press conference ever. Uh, I think she comes across that way all the time. Right.
2: Yeah, Yeah. she came across
1: as, like, a nervous nerd. But, uh...
2: In a good way. I think that's
1: what she was. In an adorable way. It's part of her charm.
0: Yeah. um, So, yeah, So seeing Alan Wake on screen was pretty awesome. Although, it's still like, when is that game actually ever going to come out? That was
1: the, uh, the only game they really went into on stage that's not coming out this year. So... Yeah, that's true.
2: Um, I feel like at this point they were just like, well, even though it's not coming out this year, we have to show it anyway. Yeah,
1: I, I, it was a, a make or break. It was yeah. to prove that it's not dead, yeah. like people have thought. And it's
2: it's far enough along to where you know they can show it. And it was running really smoothly. And um, I actually got to see a, a behind-closed-doors demo of it uh, later on. Did they show different stuff? they showed what you got to see in the press conference but they didn't stop it when the tractor started coming towards you they showed how you defeat the tractor and they showed quite a bit afterwards and uh, it just went more into the um, the sheriff that he was sort of chasing after
0: so I don't get it is it that your flashlight are there things that are light sensitive is that what it well, is? well here's creatures it's it's it's
2: the never-ending story, the psychological thriller, the darkness is spreading through the land and basically the darkness has taken over inanimate objects, people uh anything so the way you destroy the darkness is with light so it's kind of like you shoot it in the face. yeah you shine the light onto them until to their shield breaks off basically
1: okay. it's like the never-ending story with shotguns
2: yes in the pacific exactly. northwest but but so you know so you might think like wow that doesn't sound very innovative but when they start mixing in things like flare guns where you just hold up a flare that you just stroke open and it kind of like it's kind of like a field a force field you know the, or, or, you know, having to power up generators creates a little barrier for you because a lot of times they'll put you against odds that you can't defeat. So it's kind of like, you know, in some ways something like those old school like Silent Hill games or or like Resident Evil where sometimes it's a better idea to run away.
1: And this is a quick aside for listeners. Uh, You're going to hear our food get brought during this. So if we stop for a second, you hear clanking in a nice Hispanic gentleman. Yes. It's because our mozzarella sticks are coming.
2: Yeah, and he's trying to get me two extra biscuits in the back. So let's hope he hooks it up. But one thing I wanted to mention about Alan Wake that I thought was really badass was one moment when they shot the flare gun into the air, like just behind some trees, and the lighting renders so well with
1: that engine, it looked like a scene
2: out of Fire in the Sky. I don't know if you've yeah, ever guys seen yeah, that movie. Yeah, I, I do.
1: That's yeah. where Christopher Walken is stolen by the aliens. Yeah. Um,
2: no, no, no. It's not, it's not Christopher Walken. It, who is it? Um, I, I don't know the actor is, and I was actually just trying to think of that the other uh, day. I can't think of his name He's
0: either. He's really good, though. And it, that's the one with, a good actor. with the famous needle in the eye. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought that the atmosphere looked really good. Like, the light and dark uh, mm-hmm. contrast looked amazing. The lighting, like, when he pulls out the flare and holds it his hand and walks, that part was played perfectly.
2: Yeah, um, and they kind of, like, slow everything down when that yeah. happens to make it really dramatic.
1: The part that concerns me is that it's supposed to be such a narrative-heavy game, and all the voice acting sounded not that good. Maybe that's not the final I don't you know. know because I really hope it's a not. lot of times they do
0: stand in with the in-house people until the towards the end.
1: Yeah, and that's the, I mean that's definitely a possibility. It just seems like it's all it, there's so much in there and it's and it just comes off. The delivery is so off. See, you know
2: I I wasn't paying attention to the voice acting, but I well I mean I was, but I I remember specifically writing in my notes that I felt like. The characters' facial animations and their and their body language and their the character acting was really good. Now I no. didn't note the voice acting, but I but I just felt like the characters themselves conveyed the emotion in the scene very well. But yeah, so I have to go back and listen to the actual voiceover.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it it looks cool.
0: That besides that and the motion control reveal, I can't really think of anything else at the Microsoft press conference as far as game-wise it was like I mean Halo's t- ODST was like yeah I know it's coming out like cool to see it wise, yeah it's like I really mean, Crackdown too.
1: yeah even though that was just a teaser trailer yeah, which is still better th- than nothing it was yeah. the yeah. cock teaser trailer since mm-hmm. that game is not coming out this year and they didn't show any gameplay whatsoever I bet that game's not even coming out next year uh, no. I would I, I have a feeling they're gonna try to time it for a fall release next year they feel like Crackdown is big enough now that that they can actually release in that yeah I'm that just saying I mean TV. at this point I, I doubt nothing exists yeah. for it beyond like concept art
2: and they um, showed yeah they showed a few, didn't they show like a screenshot or something and it had a similar art style but a little more grown up?
1: I think that it's it's well into development at this point, it's probably about six months in. Um, yeah. It's being made by former Real Time World guys at Ruffian and, I mean, there, were, there was news like four or five months back that Ruffian was being contracted by Microsoft to work on something and... Um so
0: Yeah, but four months or five months in development still means probably concept art mostly. I
1: mean and maybe It depends. Um let's see. The Splinter Cell Conviction.
2: Yeah, that that was, that demo was what'd you think, Arthur? Did you did you catch the video of it? Uh I did. I,
1: I saw all the press conferences. Okay, cool. So um I'm a huge Splinter Cell fan. Mm -hmm. Like, huge Splinter Cell fan. I own all of them. Cool. This one's obviously not a normal Splinter Cell
0: game by any stretch of the imagination. I feel it's a departure, but it feels like a more natural departure than the last game was. I'm just saying, being stealth and stuff in this one clearly doesn't matter in the same way that, like, it did in this like, like it's the, they, the one thing that I was talking to the team that made it they said was that in the first one if you got caught it was kind of like you were dead Yeah. and in this one it's very much not like that well
1: they've, they've all become less trial and error as time went on um, Double Agent took a couple steps back actually for some reason um, but uh, Spunner so Chaos Theory if you got caught you could definitely uh, just shoot your way out and our mozzarella sticks are about to show up so I apologize right now well and, and the good um, thing about
2: that is um, yeah. alright Mozzarella. Thank you very much. Oh yeah. There you go. Enjoy. Thank you very much. Enjoy the
1: Thanks. Yeah, welcome. Cool. Oh, See, I told you he's a nice, a nice Hispanic gentleman. He's filling my soda. That was delicious. Um,
2: <laughs> well, you know what? You, but you know what I think? I think it's sort of just just the same Thank thing that, that Metal Gear Four faced. You know, when they were trying to decide how to. Make it more accessible to more audiences, where they're just giving you the choice. I mean, you can clearly go in, you know, through every area of stealth. Or now, you know, you can go in, you know, guns blazing, if you choose.
1: I think they they were in kind of a an awkward situation just d- doing the game, but in a way, I feel like all the bad press has been kind to the game. Um, there was a lot of of hesitance and a lot of worry when uh, people thought that Conviction was going to be the emo older Sam Fisher outside like mm-hmm. beating I still up thought guys it great.
2: yeah everybody no. was just kind of tripping because he had a beard
1: it, it just it, <laughs> it looked like this weird sort of complete departure from Splinter Cell um Whereas they they had time to see that reaction and take a step back and say, wait, this maybe this isn't gonna work. Um, the game isn't shaping up how we want it to be. People weren't gonna be as kind to it after Double Agent because we had our we had our gimme game. You know, I mean, the the Splinter Cells have operated on a on an even odd sort of bad good system. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, whereas the first Splinter Cell had better level design than Pandora Tomorrow. The reason people really like Pandora Tomorrow is because the multiplayer. I don't know, Chaos Theory was a revelation as far as those games went, um, graphically and gameplay-wise, because it was much more open and flexible. Double Agent was was technically a mess. Double Agent's the only Splinter saw I haven't played. It's the um, only one. You're not missing a lot. Uh, if you decide you want to play it, the Xbox version and the Xbox 360 version are actually different. Whoa, no shit. Um, like, they, they deal with the same rough plot outline, but they actually cover different ground, and there's stuff that they go over in the Xbox version that they don't. Uh, you know, coffee the is not very good.
0: Is that just me, Tyler? Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know... It's IHOP it coffee. Yeah, it's IHOP. All right, pass me some coffee. You get to hear all the ambience of me asking for things good. at the table, too. It
2: tastes a little bit... got that little bit of pencil-shaving taste, but, like, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I'll drink coffee if it's, like been sitting around in my room for He's a day a Cigarette butt in it. <laughs> no I don't smoke cigarettes but, but uh not that far just
1: uh so so anyway um I don't know I, I think the conviction looks really cool the, Definitely. the stuff they're trying with narrative is really interesting oh my god
2: and you know anytime you look, sorry no, it was, like Splinter Cell, when I saw it, it, it was just one of those moments. Like when you hear a band that you, you know, you say like, "Where has this band been all my life?" Like when they, when they showed it, every time I ever complain about um, games that have bad uh, UI, like user interface, or, or games that have bad um, like typography and the design of, of menus and just just little things like that. Splinter Cell does exactly the way I projected
1: it. it on the walls. Oh was fairly ridiculous. yeah. So I was actually I was on a I was on a another podcast the Giant Bomb Community podcast this week and one of the things I told him is I'd really like to see better UI and better sort of menu design in games and that European companies seem to be doing it better than anybody else oh yeah oh yeah I just and want to clarify something am I the only one who's fucking
0: up these onion rings oh I'm about yes. to fuck alright cool um,
2: she
1: don't smell like onion rings <laughs> so so this just sort of reaffirms that this is another example where a European company is doing something really, really interesting with the interface.
2: Yep. So, yeah, so if you haven't seen it, things like uh, mission objectives that, that, that get updated, instead of just a text prompt that flashes in front of you on an op- on an opaque background or something like that, it actually looks like it's this type treatment projected onto the side of a building or projected onto two sides of a wall inside of a room, and they also handle flashbacks this way, you know, the, the, the storytelling in Splinter Cell is amazing, and it reminded me a lot of uh, Alan Wake's storytelling as well, and again, Alone in the Dark, mm. because they're basing the story structure and pacing off of t- TV shows, where they literally say, last time on Alan Wake. Well, I don't know that Splinter Cell's doing
0: that, but for sure Alan Wake is.
2: Well, yeah. well Splinter Cell... Its transitions are more like um,
0: the Bourne movies, and I. I it's, our, it's funny that you said that because uh, so GameSpy was doing these things called Spy libs where we we had like these five questions and we wanted like one word answers and we'd give them to a bunch of people. So I gave them to three different people from the Splinter Cell team, including the guy that demoed it on stage, the Prince guy. I can't remember his name. He was really drunk, and he was like one word <laughs> to describe your game, and he said Panther, and then and then. <laughs> And then he said uh, the emotion that this game elicits, and he's like, being the ultimate predator. And he said that the three things, like basically all three of the people I asked basically all said that the the thing, if you liked blank, you will like Splinter Cell. And they said uh, it was the three JBs, Jason Bourne, James Bond, and uh, Jack John Belushi? Jack Bauer was the third one. Balushi.
1: Uh, I heard them compare it to, to Man on the Fire. Oh, that was another and, one that was compared to. And when, when Great I fucking that, movie. when I it really fucking clicked with me, because Tony Scott um, wow. yeah. has been doing really crazy experimental shit with his directing. He's the guy that directed Domino as well. Oh, okay, I didn't um, know that. And, and that clicked with me. He, he definitely likes slowing things down and putting text on screen and doing strange subtitles at moments just to underline points and... I feel like if those are, the, those are the narrative influences that they're going with, and obviously the James Bond movies, the, I, the text on surfaces is in a fringe, I think, and it was in uh, Quantum of Solids. I think that it could have the possibility of being the most narratively successful Splinter Cell, which would be really awesome because Splinter Cell... Has almost always been an amazing. I mean, based game off of what we've seen in the demo, who knows, but hopefully the storytelling right. stays it seems like that. It's like putting consistently so much good. effort into the storytelling that you would hope that, that there's a story
0: there. Yeah, I know. I'm just out. saying the demo is very clearly a slice of the game. I mean, it, it literally cut out in a way that you know the real game won't well and stuff
1: like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could be the first Splinter Cell game that has a story that people remember. I mean, I remember the other Splinter Cell stories roughly.
2: But. Yeah, I couldn't tell you any anything about the other Spooner's Soul stories, really. But, I mean, I could follow them when I was playing them.
1: But. Okay, so, what's a game that you saw, Anthony, that you, you dug? Alright, so let's
0: just get this one out of the way because it's clear that it's going to be on every podcast. Um, and it's not the game everyone thinks, I mean... Yeah, there were the Left 4 Dead 2s and the God of War 3s. There was basically a ton of sequels that it was like, yes, it's cool to see all these, but they are basically more of the same. And that's not a derogatory thing. It's just like, okay. But the things that stick out for me 3 are always like the game that you go, and you're like, nah, and then all of a sudden it turns out to be badass. Which in this case, for everyone I know, was Nuts, which Tyler did not get a chance to try. But the basic premise is that uh, it's being developed by, it's being published by Warner Brothers Interactive. Um, I believe, because it was in their booth, and then the uh, basic premise is that you can draw anything like an animal, an object, basically the only things you can't put into, you can't you can not not draw, I and mean, then you type it in, but basically the only things you can't type and have them appear are things that are licensed, or things that are dirty, because it's an E for everyone game, so you can't say dildo, or you can't say Godzilla, but you could say monster, you know? Um, could you do Gojira? You could do <laughs> you could do Cthulhu. That was the one that everyone tried, and Cthulhu totally dropped into the world right. and started wandering around. Well, that's um,
1: that's public domain at this point. Exactly,
0: right? that's, that's what right? I'm saying. So certain licensed things that maybe at one time are licensed. Um, I read that some memes weren't really showing up, like Law Cats
2: was a tall cat instead of a wall cat. Law Cats <laughs> didn't show up. But Keyboard Cat is yeah, 100% Keyboard Cat is, is
1: 100% in, <laughs> in the game. At Which point, do we need, wall Cats though? It's no. a uh,
0: so, I would be curious But the thing is, is, is that, that Lolcats actually is, is trademarked as well, though. The term Lolcat. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, that website, com or whatever, I'm pretty sure that is a trademark. Uh, so.
1: What about fail dogs? I don't know.
0: So, so pretty much they put in, they spent, like, basically these people went through a dictionary and put in tens of thousands of words. And I could not find anyone that, with the idea of licensed or dirty, could not find, like, I, no one found, like, what they put in did not work. So, like, when you start in the menu, the menu before you hit start and play the game is basically a little sandbox you can play in and just summon stuff in before the actual game, which is what most people spend most of their time doing during the demo. It's but the, the actual The actual game is to gather, the point of it is to gather stars, and the way you gather stars is either just getting to them or there will be, like, there will be, like, a specific little mission objective. Like, one I saw was, like, reunite girl with their cat, and the cat was stuck up on the roof and she was on the ground. So I typed in wings and summoned a pair of wings and attached them to my body and flew up there and grabbed her. Alternatively, I could have summoned a Pegasus and flown up to her, or I could have said ladder and put a ladder and climbed up there. I
1: would have said trampoline. Jetpack. Maybe I could,
0: I could have maybe done bulldozer and bulldozed the house. Whoa. I'm not sure because I know that there was one where it was like a whale on a beach, and that's what someone did. They said bulldozer and they just bulldozed the whale into the water <laughs> to, to get it back into the ocean to get the. Star. That's amazing. Or like one I did was like there was a wall in my way and underneath it was water. So I could have either figured out a way to go over the wall, but I said scuba and I summoned a scuba tank and went under and climbed out. Um, But yeah, like in the world I definitely summoned Cthulhu and then I summoned a wyvern and had them battle. And for some reason the wyvern killed Cthulhu, which is dumb to me. A fucking wyvern, a mythical creature that it is, is not going to kill Cthulhu. But I know uh, Matt Chandra was telling me that he summoned three vampires and then typed in Vampire Hunter. And a guy straight out of Vampire Hunter D came down and just started slaying them all. So. That is pretty fucking rad. Actually. (laughs) So, everyone I know said, like, literally, like, they put everything, even Keyboard Cat, and Keyboard Cat appeared. So, because it's not trademarked at this point. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was just, it just literally blew everyone away that they were like, yeah, sure, I'll break this game in a minute. And this is a DS game. Yeah. So, it's made by the same people that did Drawn to Life and Locke's Quest. Um,
1: And this time, there's no drawing. Oh, no,
0: there's no drawing whatsoever. Like, originally the video showed, like, from a year ago when they first did a trailer, showed you writing in the letters one at a time. But, yeah, yeah, I remember but, seeing but that. But I think they got rid of that because then it had to recognize the letters yeah. first. Yeah, So nowadays, that's,
1: it, that's two recognition nowadays. engines. Nowadays,
0: just a QWERTY engine, a QWERTY keyboard pops up and you type it in real quick, and it works pretty damn well. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, that was easily, like, that game was ridiculous. I mean, at the Warner Bros. booth, I also saw Lego Rock Band, which is cool because it's, it is a complete, like, none of the songs are repeats from the other rock bands but at the same time like besides things like the final countdown most of them are songs like Pink and stuff like that which will
1: resonate more with a child audience yeah it's a more family friendly less hipster slash 20 something basically it's just a way for them to
0: I mean literally there's no difference between it and Rock Band besides the fact that the buttons that scroll down are bricks and beyond that the Legos are people on stage instead of the traditional people and the and rock
1: meter like builds up with Legos right I think yeah
0: you can just, you have like you have like a, it's just like the other Lego games where you gather the little Lego things and when you fuck up they all go scattered but you have like a few seconds to gather them back you know like when you die and like Lego Star Wars and stuff and then the other difference is that there's a super easy mode so literally <laughs> yeah. like the tiniest child can come up and play And probably play like one out of every ten notes or something probably But I mean it is still developed internally by harmonics and stuff So it is at least like It's not like they just were shitting it out And I imagine oh. they picked pop songs that they liked mm-hmm. Yeah because, I mean like I the mean, final countdown is obviously badass to play No matter who you are Yeah But. And uh, Jackson 5 is on Jackson there Jackson 5 I mean, ABC I mean, is on you know, there I a mean, huge true. Jackson 5 That is obviously made for children Because who yeah. else is going to sing that so.
1: Every time I hear that song, I think of Rosario Dawson and Clerks, too, dancing.
0: Um, and then Because uh, I have a crush on Rosario so, Dawson. Nice. So that was easily like the game I saw that impressed me. I mean, also Brink, which is the Bethesda published, uh, and it's developed by Splash, Splash Damage, Damage.
1: Which is the game that they did not show in London because it wasn't ready.
0: Which is weird because like by the time I saw it, it in the behind-closed-door demo, it looked way farther along than any of the ready games that they showed you in London were. Like maybe it was Splash Damage that made the call that it wasn't ready and not Bethesda because maybe Splash Damage just didn't want to show something like Bethesda was ready to show with the rest of the crap <laughs> on like Rogue like <laughs> Warrior and Wet. Out. Like all those yeah. games, like they're just very generic, like like Wet pretty much to me just looks like a stranglehold with a girl. And,
1: and yeah, bro- our food is here just to... Pause. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
2: here. And this is for you. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay,
1: give me that. This is for you. Thank you so much. And I have a toast coming for you. Oh, okay, thanks Enjoy so your much. meal. Thank you. You, you don't need this. You? Uh, actually, I'll keep You're gonna like it You're going to use it?
0: Okay. Tyler, if you don't fuck up your toast, I will. Ooh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, uh, break. Yeah. So it well, was. wet. Wet. You know, Rogue Warrior. Wet just looks extremely like old. The girl in Rogue Warrior is like a very generic looking, like stop and pop third person action game. The only cool thing about it is, if is reading about the story of it, how it's about this guy that, his name escapes me right now. It's Richard Marceco. Yeah, who is like a real life, mercenary slash, real life worked for the Navy SEALs, killed a ton of people in real life. I mean, he's he's basically a real life badass. Like. He writes a lot of fictional stories, loosely based on his life, and, uh...
1: Um, after, this is after writing an autobiography, uh, which is also called Rogue Warrior. Right. So really, the coolest part is, like,
0: I mean, it was kind of unnerving seeing him in there. But, uh, my, uh, boss at GameSpy described it as the first game at GameSpy that will get six stars without being reviewed. (laughs) Because he doesn't want to be murdered in his sleep, so... (laughs) But uh fair enough, man. It looked pretty, pretty generic, which is too bad. And it had a ton of swearing, which is not. I'm saying that's pretty realistic. But like yeah, Mickey I Rourke, mean, it's talk, like, Mickey Rourke time. literally was throwing out one-liners all the time. That was like, thanks very. Much. Yeah, welcome. Um.
1: How did did his voice acting sound? Because when I saw it a couple months ago, his voice acting sounded terrible.
0: I couldn't really hear it because the room was so loud. I could just occasionally hear something like, you fucking dirtbag. And I was like, (laughs) alright. Yeah, like all those demo rooms in E3, it's like anytime
2: anytime there's a quiet moment going on in the game you're viewing, chances are in the room very next to you, it's like they're giant fucking Jerry Brockenheimer explosion and
0: yeah exactly like Br- that's what made Brink so nice was Brink was shown in upstairs of the booth and even and it was just like it, they had done a pretty good job of like uh, keeping it isolated as far as sound went and stuff but yeah Brink looks like a like a excuse
2: me sir let me get the
0: pepper here it kind of is a, a shooter like we've all played before in the sense of a first person one because it these are the same guys that did the t- Enemy Territory Quake course for PC and stuff. So it still feels like a, a, a first-person shooter, but uh, by feel I mean looks like because I didn't play it. Okay, um, I was
1: about to I, I say, I'm curious to see how it how it feels. But yeah,
0: like it, it has a sprint button that allows you basically just by holding down the sprint button to...
1: Become Faith from Mirror's Edge.
0: Yeah, without having to time any button presses or anything like that. It just kind of does it all automatically.
2: Which in a first-person shooter, like, the fact that you're shooting at the same time doesn't seem cheap to me. You know, it doesn't seem like a... You can't shoot while you're doing that.
0: Right. Oh, okay. So okay. it's it's more like a... It looked like it was more like a, a getaway button out of uh, combat when things go really bad. Um. The thing that was really cool about it was the way that it had dynamically changing objectives. Kind of like how Quake Wars always had... Up- updating objectives except this one's like updating in a, in a really weird way like you can change your class by going to a station and when you change your class it'll present you with like five objectives worth varying amounts of experience based on how needed they are. Um, but then say Tyler chose a medic then I chose a, I was a soldier all of a sudden it might pop up on my objective things like protect the medic while he tries to do this like would be an objective that might just get added based on who was what classes on the field but the art sounds
1: like just they're refining the stuff that they developed for Quake Force.
0: The trailer looks pretty terrible when you see the trailer, like because it doesn't show the game at all. But the art of it is kind of like a, is kind of in a way it kind of reminds me of. It looks uh... like
1: Crackdown meets Team Fortress Two.
0: Yeah, it, it almost looks like it's it's the blend of realism and cartoony that the Old Republic is going for, in a way.
2: Yeah, with a little bit like um,
0: exaggerated, stretched or pulled faces and. Exactly, but it's yeah. still obviously supposed to be like, it's not totally just being cartoony. And the subject matter is supposed to be serious despite the fact of what they're doing. It's not like in uh, Team Fortress 2 where there's like haha jokes about sandwiches and shit. But, um,. What Sorry, are
1: you saying that like it's a bad thing?
0: No, I'm just saying that that's what Team Fortress does. That's obviously not what this game's trying to do. Uh-huh. See now that 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 to me raises a little bit of a,
2: of a concern because it almost seems like
1: you know we're going to experience
2: this disconnect where the characters look like they could be doing funny ha ha jokes about sandwiches, but they're like talking
1: about their fucking wife who is. You don't want to hear Fuzzle Bunny talk about the meaning of life and death.
0: Right. Exactly. That's what it is. I don't know. I think they do a pretty good job of distinguishing. Like when you're playing, when it looks like when you're seeing it, you won't really be thinking about that. Oh, okay. But uh, what was the game you saw, Tyler, that blew you away?
2: Well, I mean, that's... Most of the games that I came away most impressed on a technical level, you know, were games that we weren't really able to get our hands on with, like Uncharted 2. I mean, they they had the multiplayer going, but not the single-player campaign.
0: And they had co-op, which Although I didn't they, get a chance to play. They had on. the single-player campaign going on upstairs.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man, the guy who was demoing for me wouldn't let me play, so I guess... Well, he didn't let us play, other, was but I'm saying hater. you could see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see
0: single-player going right there, but he had, no one could play it, unless you were a judge, I think. Uh-huh. But in terms of like the game
2: that I played that I came away with, just the most impressed about was uh, Battlefield 1943. I just saw it.
1: I for, it's like Battlefield Bad Company, basically. It
2: is. It is Battlefield Bad Company with World War II weapons. I mean, and for $15, I mean... You I, could
0: blow up walls and stuff in it?
2: Yeah, you can blow out walls, everything. And, and it's the same, constr- the same control scheme exactly from Battlefield, you know, which... I never played the original. Was it 1942, yeah. the original? But it was one of those games, you know, I, I never owned a PC, that I always wanted to play, you know, just like from the outside looking yeah. in. So for me... You know, I really can't speak if, you know, the graphics were improved. You know, because I really don't even know, and I don't have any intimate knowledge of the previous version. But uh, to me, it's more than it's, it's more than enough sufficient to where I'm going to be excited and happy playing that until Call of Duty, uh, until Modern Warfare 2 comes out. And that's for sure. Cause, well, uh, even maybe
0: afterwards. I mean, it is totally a different game mm-hmm. in a way because everyone's operating with slower and bolt-action rifles. and Yeah. That's what I always liked about those. I mean, that's even what I... To this day, really loved about Call of Duty One and Two was like it was it was a lot more rewarding to me to like get into a rifle battle with someone and win, and not just when it was a sniper battle, but when we both had like bolt action rifles and yeah, you'd get that fucking lucky shot and be like yes,
2: yeah, and you have much more opportunity like to turn the tables like, on somebody. Like Modern Warfare Two is totally
0: satisfying as a multiplayer game, but I'm saying yeah. that there's something about when two and one when you would hit someone because it was like it was very hard. I'm sure, I'm sure. Ma- no, I'm- do you
1: want more soda?
0: No, then, oh, no, more soda would be great, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, can I actually get a Diet Coke, too, please? Diet Coke? Um, I mean, you didn't put any of the fixings on your burger. I'd just like to point this out.
1: You can
0: have them if you want. No, I'm just saying, you've lettuce and the lettuce and onion. You hate when things taste good, apparently.
1: I don't feel like... I,
2: don't
0: know. I was too hungry.
2: I didn't feel like... So, Tyler, also, didn't you, know, you
0: also play uh, Heavy Rain?
2: Well, yeah, so... Oh. Well, I, I sucked it up them, at a Heavy Rain, right? huh? They, i was
1: surprised that that wasn't at the press conference.
2: You know, me too. But I think that they had Sony, their press conference, they had a lot of surprises still. I, I, I felt like they said, you know, I, you know, I I don't know how Heavy Rain's going to demo. It's it's, it's it's a game that definitely needs a few minutes, and I don't think they could have truncated it to like a three-minute demo, which is probably all they would have had time for.
1: I kinda and it if, needs
0: an explanation going
2: in and yeah.
1: how the
0: controls work. Uh-huh.
1: I'm kind of wondering if it was originally in the press conference and it got bumped.
0: No, I don't think so. I think that, I don't think that would have shown too well to investors is the thing.
1: Maybe. I just feel like, I mean, I know that the, uh, the Ubisoft press conference, there was stuff that got bombed. Um, according to who? Um, according to the Giant Bomb guys who talked to Ubisoft. I guess they had no more, like, a No More Heroes trailer or something like that. And they didn't, oh yeah, they I they read about that. Yeah. on stage because James Cameron talked for 17 years. <laughs> I thought a lot of that was one thing that really bothered me about a lot of the press
0: conferences, like at least when they brought out James Cameron, he got to talk. But like during the Microsoft one, they brought out like 10 people and it was like, look at this person gone. It was like so stupid. Like why did you, they didn't need to be there? Right, exactly. Like it was, it like, was just <clears throat> ridiculous.
2: Like how much did they pay to have Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr okay, come on stage. To be fair, I think that
1: having Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr there to to give their public blessing at a press Right, yes, yes, yeah. It could
0: have easily things. been a video of them saying, like, thanks, blah, blah, blah. They didn't need to come out for 30 seconds. Right, or even like worse way, was, uh, like, Yoko Ono.
2: Right, oh, yeah, no, uh, they it. That was,
0: that was even more terrible. Like, they literally walked out and walked off. It was, like, so stupid. Yeah, and... They, they were there at all. And, I mean, you know, Steven Spielberg walked out and was like... How cool is the Natal? Super okay, cool. But we can't See you talk later. About that. Oh no, we're not. We're just talking about how dumb it was that they brought out people. Just like, at least when uh, during like the EA one, was it EA where they they're making the soccer game? Or Who was making the soccer game? Was that Ubisoft? Yeah, that
1: was Ubisoft. Where the the like, I mean, they at reading. least
0: let them talk and stuff like that. And you know what, Ubisoft, like, they had the most entertaining press conference, if nothing else. Really? Cause, yeah, because the host was really good. He was he was he was funny on a regular basis actually. The guy like, from
1: Talk Show.
0: Yeah, like like I'm not saying that they had the best conference for what they showed or anything, but just for being entertaining, like that guy was like of course the easiest on the ears, and he wasn't like other times when they've tried hiring comedians to do speaking things that ended up terrible. Like this guy was actually really funny. He, it, it's hey
2: clear man, busting he Bustin's toast.
0: And uh...
2: but uh, yeah, that's kind of like last year. I thought EA had a really entertaining, but um. You know, entertaining press conference, but so was um, EA. EA's was great, and there were some really magical moments in EA, like when they were showing the the Charm Girl squad, and 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 everyone in the audience like decided we're gonna get behind this game, and like people were cheering enthusiastically about it. It wasn't necessarily like a yeah.
1: The meme at E3 this year became clap at anything tween related.
2: And it was amazing. I don't know. I love that moment because you know they had the little tween girls out there playing like. That was embarrassing to me. Tease your hair.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, what? what did you call it in your, uh, your y vlog on GameSpy? I said
0: I said, Charm Girl Squad, my first period. <laughs> That's like the one I'm waiting for.
1: <laughs> You're a terrible person. Oh, <laughs> um, it just... Thank you. Yeah, wait. Um, it reminded me of the Nintendo press conference last year where you just wonder who they're talking to, like who they think oh. they're, they're aiming for. Well I guess the whole that. thing is that
0: I think this year more than any other year a lot of the conferences were clearly directed at investors. Like like a lot you? of yeah, a lot of suits were present at all these things. Including people from GameStops incorporated and all kinds of stuff. I really think that they knew that they were presenting as much to people like us as they were to people that were going to be buying from them. Basically on the stock wise.
1: Oh. I don't feel like I feel like Microsoft's press conference wasn't that way so much.
2: Yeah, because they even specifically made that point. They were like, "We're not going to show you any
0: numbers." The Ubisoft <laughs> one was like that, and the Nintendo one definitely was. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, so other stuff at the Sony press conference. That I don't even. Th- I think we should just move on from the conferences and just talk about showroom
0: floor stuff because all the things that showed at the conferences were shown on the floor, and the differences. Got to play him in some instances. Yes. <clears throat> like, did you get to play God of War 3? Yes, I did. What'd you think?
2: Well, okay, The first of all, I've never played through any of the God of War games, although For I have played shame. them. I know, yes, I know, that's terrible.
0: I've never beaten any of them.
2: Well, see, but God of War came out when my PS2 died, and the, the next PlayStation I got was to the
0: non-backward far, compatible. To be one fair, one.
1: the reason that Anthony hasn't beaten God of War 2 is because he decided to play along on hard with me.
0: I'm like ten minutes from the end. And I lost my
1: memory card. So it'll probably never get beaten. Really? If you, I mean, if you put it on normal, you could probably tear through that game in like five hours. Maybe.
0: Anyways, we're moving on. Bounce. God of War Three. I like to, it's funny too, because it's like, you know, when we go into seeing sing a video, we know we're going to see a lot of violent stuff. Yet it always catches everyone off guard, like when he fucking does the, what I kept on referring to as the uh, Tauntaun on
2: yeah. that centaur,
0: <laughs> where he would gut it and just spill its guts open but one thing I thought was really cool was that now when Kratos fights he gets blood spatter all over him yeah and it stays for a little while yeah but then it goes away which they were like we know it's not realistic that it goes away but the whole point was that if it didn't ever go away you would never know that it was happening was the problem they were running into it just be red yeah so they were like so we had to make it go away so it would, so you would have a reason to keep going in and getting bloody. Again. I mean,
1: everything in God of War 3 is designed for spectacle. They
0: didn't show, but like, there's a part. Did they show you rip the head off the guy in the demo during the press conference? Yeah. Which guy?
2: Oh no, not not during the press conference. Yeah, that, so that like, was only on the floor. Yeah, people didn't oh.
0: see that if you didn't go to the show. Like, like uh, it wasn't so up you, so close. So you see. Uh, What's the name of the god of destruction? The titan of destruction? Uh, no, Perseus. 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 It's just uh, Perseus. Perseus. Yeah. So you see Perseus and he's battling Helios, who's going around on the flying chariot. Yeah. So at some point you take down the flying chariot and, and Perseus catches it and throws it into a wall. And so then you fight your way over there, and uh, Helios is on the ground and all his like personal guard comes out and forms a phalanx on him. So then an ogre comes out or Cyclops. And you get on top of the Cyclops, and you are controlling it, so you're like using it to, and you immediately attack yeah. and kill all his blanks. And how are you controlling it? Well, you just have your hooks in its back. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was looking for. But then, nice. but, but the worst part is then when you kill it, you rip out its eye, and it is like the most violent eye ripping or anything that God wears, like literally like the optic nerve stretches and then snaps, and so then after that you what go you to, think
1: they've been spending four years doing?
0: You go to Helios on the ground, and, and you, you rip his head off his shoulders. Like, you just rend it from his body, and it shows it as the like, flesh in between his head and shoulders starts to slowly tear
1: and then to expand. And it's like a, a George Romero slash Tom Savini head pull.
0: Yeah, so I, th- that was, I mean, it had a lot of really cool moments, and I think that it basically is just gonna be like more God of War. With I mean, literally, and in this one, they're still doing like the great, you don't have control of the camera, just like the old ones, Mm -hmm. and they're still doing, like, the great moments where the camera pulls back and you're running Mm -hmm. on some epic scene and you can see Percy's wandering the city.
1: Everything is, everything in God of War is designed for maximum spectacle. Yeah, well it kind of feels
0: like the equivalent of, like, someone if I'm a Greek sitting around like, a thousand years after when that's supposed to have happened and someone's telling me about what my great-great-grandfather experienced or something, and, you know, they're embellishing the shit out of it.
1: I remember, um, a few months ago, like, a, a mini fanboy war started because God of War 3 doesn't run real-time physics. It doesn't need to. No. I, it's, I mean, did that affect your phone at all? i whole hoping in God of War is physics? that physics
0: don't really apply. Like, yeah, when I jump in the air funny. and I'm tacking and I'm slowly floating down to the ground and stuff like what that. I mean, it, it's just, it's not about that at all. God of War is not to be real in no. any sense of the word. Like that's and I, that is not why I play it either. I don't know. Um, yeah, one thing they were telling me about uh, a difference with God of War
2: three that, that that you'll see a lot is the camera pulls in a lot closer to Kratos than it ever has before because you know because he's just so, such a detailed character model. So like I, I always thought those were the most badass moments when the camera would really pull in and kind of like point your attention in a certain
0: direction. I also was pretty impressed when I saw Mass Effect being played, Mass Effect two.
1: Who's, <laughs> I hear that the frame rate is significantly improved. Yeah, I mean the the
0: frame rate's better, but the thing that actually stood out the most to me was that it looked, and I didn't get to play, but it, the way it was looking, it it seemed like it operated way closer to a Gears of War style shooter than the other one had. Because you know the other one you could play that way, but it was pretty challenging, like to play like you shot and stuff. But I mean, I'm saying that's like,
1: the only way you could play it. Right.
0: But you were constantly using your squad to give orders and stuff because you really needed to rely on them to get through things. Like in this, and plus when you were shooting, you were a lot. It was kind of hard to be accurate and to move from cover effectively, like from Whoa. cover to cover.
1: The no, Don't shut up for a second. Well, I'm just gonna say that the the character class I played as was. I mean, I used the pistol. But
0: I'm just saying the the stop the stop and pop in that game wasn't like. Even near, anywhere near on par with the other games that do cover. Yeah, if you wanted to play that game as a shooter, you had to choose a shooter, uh, the the soldier class. Right. Really. And there's nothing. That's not knocking it. It's just yeah, no. that's not what it was trying no, to was be. But but yeah. in this one, they've definitely tightened up the shooting in it a lot to where now it's like it feels more like more a, it feels like yes. a a shooter yes, like please, that. How about coffee? That uh, I'm okay. Yeah, with yeah, your, we're okay, thanks. You're okay. you're okay. Thank but you. But now it feels like a very much like a shooter. That that then has all those awesome RPG elements thrown on top of it.
1: I mean, is it as intense as a shooter? Yeah, the
0: parts they showed, anyways, they were pretty intense shooting. The right? in, they the, the,
1: like a, a more a more invested animation system and like mm-hmm. body part like yeah. removal. I didn't see any
0: of that. I didn't see any body part removal. It still looked like the old Mass Effect where when things die, they kind of just collapse in on
1: themselves. They've shown, shown footage of things like get their legs like. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They, they,
2: yeah. They showed the like floor. there's a, some new kind of Geth, or maybe it's not a Geth. It, was, it looked like some kind of a robot creature though, and it had its leg blown off and was they like crawling towards. But I didn't see it yeah. mm-hmm. in
0: the time when I mm-hmm. watched.
2: Another thing that was really great about uh, Mass Effect Two was they showed how the conversation system this time around isn't just you standing in front of another person. Conversation takes place now, like while your characters are moving through a scene. Sometimes, like in a car, like speeding through the sky highway, and uh, or or even like the when towards the end of the demo, when you're looking for this this new character, he's an assassin, and um, and you find the person he's there to assassinate. And it's just a really tense scene and the camera angles are just much more dramatic than they were for the first Mass Effect which is, you know, that was one of the, the main feature points of it was that the, you know, dialogue was really dramatic so. And now
1: you can get Shepard killed
0: Yeah, I guess that's just one of the things that really bothered me in the first game was that it was hard to play it Like, there, you know, you had to play it as a shooter but playing it as a shooter was still pretty hard, like, just because the shooting wasn't didn't feel that great I mean, when you right. play Mass Effect? I played like the first ten hours of Mass Effect, when I borrowed it from you. Oh, that's right.
1: It's and then,
0: and then other games came out, and I left it in the dust. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, I just found it was pretty hard. But also, I don't think I was playing as like the right class either. You know, necessarily. Right. Yeah, the
2: first Mass Effect, like whatever class you chose, and like whatever weapon they specialized in, it's like you could, you should, ju- you should just like
0: only use that weapon and the powers. You know, so it's like I'm not knocking it. Yeah. I still think it was an amazing game. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that this one, with the way the shooting looks. Now, like I'm like it just looks yes. like they've
1: they've improved it in, in the regards where it could be improved you know?
2: and yeah. also like news for you tonight guys um, I think' that's,
1: I think it's gonna do it
2: yeah okay thank,
1: thank you thank you, thank you, you very, very much, much. <coughs> um, I mean the like we talked a, a few months ago after GDC about how their their development cycle has changed and how they're they're doing that to avoid technical issues Lots of stuff with the elevators and the frame rate those were all things that entered in late in the game because they just couldn't get their shit together enough in the development process, and it seems like they're fixing that. So yeah, what, what, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was going to say, even things like uh, planet exploration, it seemed like they showed a little clip during one of the, um, during the the trailer that they showed before the demonstration where it showed you, like, scanning a planet, and it's almost like there was a cursor that was moving around on the planet, like, saying, this is where we want to drop. Like, they didn't say anything specifically about it, but you know, that's what I sort of, like, gathered from like that Like travel
0: thing, almost?
2: Or, you know, it was like you were just looking at a readout of the planet, and, like, it was like you were selecting where you would drop, so I don't know if that would mean, you know, you're going to have more than one yeah. little plot to explore on each planet now. Or? I would So that was
0: another part of that game that got boring to me quick, was driving around the planets.
2: Because so. all you would do is, like, go to the planet and then drive forever, either around or through Which, which was, the
0: Which you could argue was realistic, because I'm sure the real life exploring of a planet would be a lot of driving fucking expanses nothingness but that's not what I want out of that Um, but since we're already on the thing of Bioware Dragon Age that pretty much we're just not even going to talk about that
1: that's been covered well it's been covered covered extensively
2: every
0: female character
2: model in that game has man shoulders man shoulders
1: are they wearing armor because I recall seeing a a half naked female character yes yeah
2: yeah 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 yeah. yeah, we saw the half naked female too they showed it for a split second Man-shoulders. But
0: I did get to see uh, Knights of the Old Republic being played. You mean just Old Republic. Old Republic being played. But it's really Knights of the Old Republic. 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, according to Bioware. So, um, it takes place, like, what is it? A, it's a thousand years before the events of, of Knights of the Old Republic, I believe. I didn't think really? it was that many. Or no, it's after. Is it after or before? I don't even remember what I, they said. I want to say,
2: it. it oh. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's before. It's before, But I don't yet. think it's too...
0: It might, I thought I mean, it was something like, like twenty big, or
1: thirty. There was a big war that took place. It's at least it a few around. hundred years. Really? before, Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, Shit. So if I'm being totally wrong and I'm losing my Star Wars nerd credit, I apologize. I really just don't remember what they said, but I'm almost positive it, because yeah, because in the uh, in the old Knights of the Republic, there were Sith still, right? Like Sith people. No. But, in but in I thought the first you still
1: Knights of the Old Republic. No. I
0: thought. Oh, but there been, were no Sith. But you didn't fight like just Sith soldiers.
1: Uh, I think you fought them later, I thought.
0: There were Sith in Knights of the Republic, but, like, like was, is it like they're,
1: like, like a exclusive re- Okay. Like, they thought that and they, they were it's been extinct- a long time. I can't say on definitively. Like, are we past the statute of limitations for spoilers on Knights of the Republic? Hell yeah. I mean, you, yeah. You, your, your character was a Sith. A Sith. Like, that was mind-wiped or whatever. Yeah.
0: I mean, either way, I just... I'm having a... Or,
1: I know, I mean, it started out where the Sith chased you to the planet and you had to rescue Bastila or whatever. Yeah.
0: D- don't get me wrong, I know a ton about Star Wars ship, but for the life of me right now, I can't remember if it's before or after, and I don't know why, and it's driving me insane. It doesn't matter right But now. either way, so the point is is that that trailer, actually, what that trailer shows uh, is events that happen before the events of the game. because As you Because when the game comes out... Um, there's, like, a, if I understand it right, there's, like, a very loose, ch- like, treaty, like, peace treaty between the Sith and the Republic. So that showed when Coruscant like, got attacked, and that was when the war broke out, which is, like, in the game, it's kind of, like, wow in that sense where there's, like, a very loose alliance or, like, treaty, but they're still snipers, sniping piece. each other. Yeah. Um, but it looked great. Like, when you saw all those early screenshots, it kind of, like, you know, everyone was very... Harsh on it. it. It did look pretty dumb, like the cartoony stuff. But when you see it running, it actually is like a really cool looking style. And and uh, I could tell, like on a high end PC, it looks great. But then of course, what they're shooting for is people with like, you know, uh, the play well over people on uh, with onboard graphics and stuff like that. They wanted to be able to scale really well, and I think there will. But the cool part about it was that lightsaber battles, it isn't like. Like when you see in World of Warcraft when two people go up to each other and they're just standing there and they're like swinging axes and hitting each other and it just kind of looks bored, boring. And this one, like when two, when a, when like a Jedi Master came out and him and the Sith character was sitting there battling it, it looked like a fucking like kind of like a battle, out of a movie. Like there were sparks flying everywhere and people were doing flips and nice. spinning at each other. And I
1: mean, I think they did that nice with the Republic, didn't they? Were. Well, they
0: would duel, yeah. They, you know. Yeah, you know, and just like in Knights of the Republic, there was still some some of that feel where it's two people just kind of hitting yeah. each other. Yeah, of the other.
1: RPG tropes, but they also tried to put in an animation system. that. Right. Yeah, system. It, was a, yeah but it had just, a little it, bit of random it's just this It's this
0: is, like, way more. And, like, when you finish someone off, it totally does, like, a move where it's, like, through the chest and the guy's, like, it like, turns off oh, and he badass. falls to the ground. So, badass. And there was, you know, crazy parts. Like, the part we saw was a uh, a bounty hunter and a Sith running around and, like, there would be like a door they couldn't get through so the bounty hunter would plan a charging the door would blow in it didn't look like this like pre-rendered like animation that happens every time and they also showed a uh, a new class which was uh the smuggler and, oh shit and so of the, and so the smuggler plays different uh high charisma he's going to be the first character that utilizes cover in any mmo like that's his that's his thing so i guess they're going to design you know instances and terrain so like when he scrolls up on enemies and he sees one and he selects an enemy, basically it'll show up anywhere on the map. Now like it'll have like a silhouette where, kind of like in uh, Republic Commando, where this these are the places you can go for defensive cover bonus, and that's how he fights. He always fights from cover to give himself an edge. And then if you ever do roll up on someone, he has like special execute moves. Like when he rolled up on a stormtrooper. He, like rolled up, crotch kicked him, and then the guy bent over and he just shot him in the forehead. <laughs> oh shit! So even though it has like a
2: kid-friendly appeal, like it still has some of those He's badass Star always, Wars you moments. You
0: always yeah. shoot first. I mean, and nice. He, that's what he said. Yeah, the guy emphasized that. He's like, bounty smugglers will always shoot first.
1: Oh, that's what um, I'm here. And then I. Uh, I feel like such a huge dork for making that reference because uh, I don't even care about that. So, yeah. so we should. The the uh,
0: the part they showed was uh, they also were trying to show how. You know, playing through that game, you'll have to make decisions story-wise that there will be no going back from. And, like, one was, like, it looked like it must have been an instance, which I'm still curious how that would work. Like, if you and your friends do an instance that makes you do a decision, does that mean you can never go through that instance again? Like, you know, and WoW, you go through an instance
1: several times. That seems to be what they're indicating. They said that every character class has a specific narrative arc that lasts the entirety of the Right, it
0: does, but they also made it pretty clear that if that's the case, like, that mission I saw with the, it was very clearly a Sith and a bounty hunter, and they were both players playing together, so I'm just saying that you, you will be able to tag along with your friends to help them out on things. So I mean, it's like,
1: maybe the instants are, are, are specific to a class and other classes can tag along, so the results would be specific to that class.
0: Right, so you, So the premise of it was, you were on a, a Star Destroyer or like an early version of a Star Destroyer, and the moth in the area sends out a thing like, go and attack this Republic ship, and the moth just ignores the order and so the moth calls you personally and is like, go up to the fucking deck of this thing and deal with that guy. So you basically murder all the crew from where your room is up to the deck and you confront him and he tells you that the reason he didn't do it was that the ship has like twenty times the firepower and it was a suicide mission. He didn't want to he thought it was he didn't want to risk his crew.
1: Well not He's, that it would matter then. And so right. you have
0: to make you have to make the decision, like are you okay, are you gonna let this guy live and be understanding? Or are you gonna are you going to just kill him and, and then to show everyone else the price of disobeying orders? And if
1: you let him live, then the, the Sith police come and give you a stern look. And so, yeah, so,
0: so we in the room had to vote. They made us who were in the demo vote. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because yeah. there was like ten of us in there. And, and we, voted to, we voted, I guess, to kill him. It was pretty close. I said we should have let him live because I was curious. But, uh, yeah, so we killed him. And then the next person in command, it goes. And it's like, you know, all this fully oh, voice bad. cut scene with mean, different changing go. camera angles of this part where now we're explaining to the new captain like you know we're like alright now we're going to attack this ship and so then we, we travel in through hyperspace and we go and it enters in like through the big old viewport it's just like a Star Wars battle all of a sudden you see the other ship and they're launching all these ships towards oh, you no and way. so the whole time while you're running through the instance you can just see through these windows like fucking starfighters streaking by and stuff like that and so the game looks looks pretty ridiculous I mean I know I know plenty of people they went to that and <laughs> skeptical about that and walked away being pretty that was a theme going on through a few games
2: of like making decisions and then having to stick with them you know um Heavy Rain was like that and they said Mass Effect 2 you could you know like like Arthur said earlier you could die as Shepard and
1: you know that's fine. I mean of course they haven't really described what that means like right like all the third game yeah what well, I saw well, it seems well, like he's dead playing,
2: dead dead
1: like whether or not that means that you keep playing as somebody else right I mean it doesn't they haven't addressed that and I'll be interested to see how they do Um, so you mentioned uh, Republic Commando and I have I've heard uh, Halo ODST described as basically Republic Commando in the Halo universe
0: I mean maybe they all you know everything they showed they didn't you weren't working with the squad yeah, were you weren't running around you, you weren't issuing guy. orders. there was no order issuing whatsoever. it was just although uh, yeah all, that, although which, so. which to me seems like to me it personally feels like a missed opportunity because yeah it is that's what I the thought case. that's what I thought it was all about was like you're not going to be as powerful as the master Chief so therefore you're working as a squad to get through things. I
1: mean you're, I'm thinking that that there's got to be something in there. Well what? here's
2: to me the thing one of the things that's most exciting about Halo ODST is the way that they're telling the story. Is the fact that you're playing as the as the rookie, and you're basically playing four hours after a whole bunch of shit went down because you were knocked out the whole time, yeah. and so anytime you come across some kind of like rubble or something from your squad, it flashbacks. Or you're
1: guided to it, by... Yeah. A-
2: Right, so and then you play that flashback which I think is brilliant you play it as a different character and this is like exactly what I'm talking about like I don't feel like I it's need like a things. central character that much in games you know I want to play as different characters I want to see different sides well, of the I mean, story
1: it's hard for them to take an ODST like a faceless <laughs> human and, and, and make him an invested character but yep. I don't know. I will say this. I mean, like the, I'm, I, I will tell you right now that Anthony will buy this game the day it comes out because like the main sergeant is voiced by and based on Nathan Fillion, like including his face. Yeah, he
2: looks exactly like him. Yeah. I thought the same thing too. I didn't know. I didn't know that fact, but he. I thought I was like, wow, he looks just like the guy from Firefly. Um,
0: Baldwin is in it. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Baldwin did insane. a lot
0: of voices in the Halo Three as well. I'm trying to remember. Um, you can hear him all the time, just saying. The guy that plays backwash is in it as well. So, Halo the single player doesn't look that cool to me at this point. I mean, it looks like more Halo, which is good. I'm just saying, it was another one of those games. that was like, ah, it's more of this. But the the multiplayer is really cool because the it's called Firefight, which is basically mode but with with halo and uh and it adds a different skull to the enemies each round so one round might just be like everybody is grenade happy one round might be like everyone has double health and then after like the fifth round there's they always send like a A two brutes and a brute chieftain yeah and if you get through that then it gives you like extra lives to your team because you all have like a set shared life. Shared a, a What pool I thought was lives. weird is that there's totally health packs in a Halo at ESD. Because yeah. um, you're healing. Right. So the way it works is that you you lose like your stamina, and once your stamina goes down, then your health can start ticking down. And you'll always fully you'll always recharge after to that last little chunk of health. Like you you it's either if you don't die, it'll always at least go up to that last little chunk.
1: It's like a combination of Halo One and the Chronicles of Critics slash Resistance type health system. Yeah
0: and I guess it makes more sense and what I noticed you know there are some things that are very different like you jump off a, a like a the second story like you would do all the time in Halo and your guy instantly goes to like in trouble yeah, like if he jumps off of the second down. story so you gotta actually you, you, you cannot be like a crazy asshole and also like when I think they did a decent job like you mean you can't dual wield any of the weapons the Master Chief dual wielded like ever you can't even dual wield like submachine guns or
1: oh yeah because submachine guns yeah. are
0: that's what I'm saying. I mean, you, that's what I'm saying. You just can't do, do any... As far as I could tell, there was no do-wielding whatsoever. No. Like these guys could only
1: ever wield one weapon. So yeah, like I mean, it showed the shorter, um, like your your all the enemies look bigger because you're so much shorter. Mm-hmm.
2: And like the two new weapons are the basically the pistol from Halo One but suppressed, and the SMG suppressed and it has a scope. Like you. Can SMG zoom. is a lot more accurate. Yeah, 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 a lot more accurate and it can zoom. So and. And just in case anybody doesn't really know about the storyline, you know, I, I, to me, the campaign seemed like it had a lot of promise because when you're playing as the rookie and it's nighttime, the whole, like, they have this open environment where you can kind of explore it as you want, and there are these, like, waypoints where you go to and it shows you, like, a point of interest, and that so, would, like, trigger a scenario. And so it was, like, these scenes when you're as the rookie, they have a different pace. It's that whole stealth sort of thing they were trying to do where you're using, like, your night vision goggles to, like... To, to, to spot enemies, and then when you hit the flashbacks and see the other squad members who are like vo- who have voice actors, that's like seemed to me like the scale of like the Halo Three
0: battles. Like that's where you're gonna see the big battles like from Halo Three. So what's up with the fact that Bungie's doing another Halo game? I thought they were Halo thought they were, I thought they were moving on. Is what they told everyone. I, but I don't. Know I didn't get that impression. I don't know if that's Bungie.
1: If that's the Peter Jackson Halo. Project or? No, I
0: got the. Yeah, everyone I talked to seemed to think that that was a Bungie game, like it is Bungie doing the Reach game. Yeah, which is like, okay, I thought you guys were done. I thought you were moving on to something else. I don't know.
1: If, if I was. Uh, I, I mean, we know we know that it'll be a, a shooter. And probably a first person shooter. But yeah, yeah, first person is a Well, it's probably going to be
0: about, It'll be about if it's about Reach, it's going to be about you're going to play Spartans again. Yeah,
2: yeah and there's going to be more than one Spartan around you because that's like where most of the so Spartans are. So it, maybe were killed. it'll be
0: a cooperative Spartan game, but it will be like Halo 3, but made from the ground up for co op. Yeah. I thought Halo 3 was
1: basically made from the ground up for co op. No,
0: but I'm saying the storyline wasn't made for co op. You know what I mean? Like, the way you, dro- you a- dropped in with, and you were all playing separate characters, but the, it wasn't like it was made. To do that, you know, so so, this one the this I think could literally be like maybe it is, or maybe it is going to be the Republic Commando, but now with the team of Spartans or something, you know, I don't know, but
1: I mean, it could, I it will be, I'm I'm sure it will be good. Yeah, I mean, the Halo games have been really good. I just, I mean, there's not really much as far as gameplay or, or game design to, to read into it, because... You
0: could tell, though, that, I mean, even that didn't elicit very much of a response. It was no, just kind of like, mean, eh, I,
2: I was mean, excited for it, because I loved the, the book, and... It's just
1: such a predictable thing. I mean, oh, okay, so we're going to do Halo Reach now. I mean, if if Halo Wars had been the fall of Reach, that would have been cool. Like, yeah. that would have made sense, but...
0: But, uh, so... You know what else I thought was kinda weird? The during the Sony press conference, that quick announcement of that rock star thing and then just moving on. Yeah,
2: I was I was actually <laughs> gonna mention that and um, I think I asked somebody asked somebody about it. Do you do you guys think that that's what happened with LA Noir? Like it turned into this no. it's called Agent and it's
1: supposed to be like a seventies espionage game, right? No, I don't think so. I think that LA Noir was always positioned more as like a a Bogart sort of thing or a Chinatown type of mm-hmm. type of setting whereas the agent is more like like a Cold War spy movie. How do you even know that? <laughs> All they showed to the
0: agent was a title came up. Um, well, no, they, they, been,
1: they been said been that. it elsewhere. Yeah, they, 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 they said
0: that it was supposed to take place like the 1960s yeah. or yeah. 70s, and it was going to be uh, like, the,
1: yeah, like James bonds
2: was, cold, like yeah.
0: was that in interviews yeah. that came up during I, I E3 or something? That, was the, first I, I, some that was the first I heard about it at the I press know, conference. I thought
2: they mentioned
1: some of it
0: during the press conference. I think they
2: said that in the press conference. Like, here's Agent. It's a 1960s. so Okay, so do you guys think that L.A. still coming?
0: not need time soon if it's being yeah. made by Rockstar yeah. they're too busy with other things like GTA 4 DLC and Red yeah. Dead and so I would not I would not count on it well they said that this agent game
2: is coming from Rockstar North is that like or and, and I know that like they're using all their houses now for all their games or do you, do you guys That's, know yeah well like... they're
0: they're supposed to help out everyone helps yes. yeah I, like I said I don't if Red Dead's they're shooting for Red Dead to be early next year and still working on that Ballad of Gay Tony like I bet you they have their hands
1: full at this point yeah plus anything else that they haven't announced yet which I'm sure that they have at least pre-production going on yeah, something else either a fully Warriors something I, I neither of those probably just more GTA I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if there was more GTA DLC coming out and it was going to be on 360 and PS3 mm-hmm. um, did you, either of you get a chance to play Assassin's Creed 2 no one got to play Assassin's Creed 2 unless you were a judge it makes me so sad because it looks so good. Yeah. It looks like the Batman game I've always wanted. It looks to <laughs> me like a, a
0: lot more Assassin's Creed. I mean, that's just another one that looked like more of the same.
1: Like, it didn't look like it wasn't like I saw something in
0: it that was like,
2: they're just doing everything so amazingly different. I mean,
1: different. The, glider, the glider by itself is a big change. I mean, that's a big... There was never anything like that to break up the gameplay in the in the original... I'm just saying. I mean, saying, I mean
0: it's, it's 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 like it's like a you know it's like a sequel. They added a few things, but it's still very much I, the I same mean, game. One of the major no.
1: complaints of the last one is that it was drab and that it was sort of monochromatic, and that's definitely not the case yeah. with this. And there was horse I riding think... in the first game as well. I was. I, yeah, I, I know. I said that like in the first one there was only horse
2: riding to break up. Like, I, I think the thing about Assassin's Creed Two, what we don't know yet is. Some of the biggest complaints they really hadn't addressed, like, we we haven't seen evidence of the like, the like the side missions. Like, if, yeah, if it's like pickpocket somebody, listen in on someone. You know, I think
1: they said that they dropped all those though, and that, I mean yeah. they said that in the Game Informer cover story. Right. Yeah, so but I mean, but we didn't, they didn't see show it. Anything. Like, yes. So it's... can't.
2: And and again, like as, as as cool as the glider is, like, and I love Assassin's Creed. Like, don't get me wrong, but like. I felt like the way it was implemented kind of struck to that like old kind of weird Assassin's Creed like what or why like okay so basically they're the way it glides are there these giant pits of fire throughout the streets I guess that people just you know there's you ride these, on heat vents yeah and stuff. you and then they're like heat vents which it's. It's just kind of like you know, it reminds me of the haystack thing or something. Like just kind of like these things that are scattered all around. They just oh, you know, so happened to. Not to mention help I don't even so well. think
1: that flying machine would actually work. Right? No, <laughs> but that's no, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Like yeah. people have tried to make. That's what that I'm saying. Yeah, that was one of those ones that it was ended like. In tears. So,
0: but yeah, I mean, I'm I don't know. I, I guess that's the big thing is whether or not. If it, the missions are repetitive or not, but they did show in the the teaser trailer that it seemed to imply you could swim, right? Yeah. I Since the guy dives yeah. into the water at the end, like. Unless it's just <laughs> like goodbye world. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fuck it! I'm not! I'm not going back to jail. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know what
1: I
2: think though? It's like, I, at the end of the first Assassin's Creed, when they talk, when you know they they showed a map of the, of the United States of, like, where all the assassins were, and there, were like, there was, like, a cross in, you know, in Japan and some of the Asian countries. It's like...
0: You would have thought it was cool if it was just completely different.
2: Well, no. Like, how cool is it going to be if they ever make Assassin's Creed the ninja game?
0: Like, they basically would it's, have the old... It's called Tenchu.
2: Yeah, Nah. They, I mean,
0: they would nail it, dude. How about if
1: they made a good ninja game? The first yeah, that's what I'm saying. The first
0: Tenchu and the second Tenchu it, were good yeah, at those the time. Were good. They yeah, don't. what they were. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Saying, I'm not saying yeah. they hold up now, but I'm no. saying at the time no. it was, like, badass. Yeah, being they, able to do assassinate moves on people and Agreed.
1: Stuff. Putting out poison rice bowls and people eating it. <laughs> Why would you eat that rice? Look at the color. Yeah. Um. Let's see, was there anything else? I mean, Mag was on the floor. I mean, we, Le- we saw Left For Dead. You played Left For Dead.
0: Uh, Yeah, I played Left For Dead. I played through, like, a couple... Of parts of one movie.
1: I already know which character. So I'll every be.
0: movie now in this game, which I think there's gonna be three or four, I think five. Yeah, um, every movie will have its its own intro trailer. Like you know how when you played Left for Dead one it started with the intro oh. But now oh, yeah. but now there's one for each and every movie. And uh, the big thing they added, of course, was melee weapons. Pistols still do have infinite ammo, which was one of those things I was wondering if they got rid of that. Oh, okay. That's why they added melee weapons, but pistols definitely still have infinite ammo. The melee weapons, the only, the only downside of having, hold on, blah 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 blah, lots of background noise. Um, the, the downside of having is that you can't use ranged weapons whatsoever. Yeah. So whenever you use a ranged weapon, you basically throw the melee weapon away, so you have to go back for it if the shit gets thick. But the melee weapons are pretty devastating. I mean, they don't ever break either, so it's pretty good having at least someone having in Having a um,
1: gore-covered fucking fine it's, it's pretty
0: good having someone with it, because if they can crouch in front of everyone, they're just, like, taking the legs off of zombies as they approach. Did you notice? Uh, do you
2: receive melee fatigue when you're
0: using the melee weapons? Uh, no, I would, I no. I have
1: to imagine yeah.
0: that. You don't have melee that. fatigue, but no, I don't think so though, because you swing like something like the sledgehammer. You swing it so slow, oh. so oh, you're only no. going to swing it every couple of seconds, anyways. Okay. But when it does hit, you can with the sledgehammer too. You can, uh, or it was a sledgehammer fire axe, I don't remember. But you can, you can one shot any anything but the tank, including the witch. Like when I was running eight. around, when I was running around, we definitely one shotted the witch when oh, she came shit. at us. And the witch now wanders. She doesn't just sit in one spot. Oh. So she'll just I, I, she'll just... I didn't catch She'll that. just prowl, apparently. Huh. And, uh And the other big thing is that they showed it, at least in the thing we played, which was uh, instead of... Like, they got kind of tired of the fact that they had those, like, summon hit the button things and zombies come. And you just hold... You just find, like, the best spot to hole up. Because now in the one I did, it was, like, proceed through the door. And it didn't warn you at all that this was about to happen. It was just like, oh, open the door. And it was like, what? An alarm went off. And it's like, get to the switch. So now you and your team have to get to it to get the zombies to stop coming. And you had to run through basically this big old, like, Disneyland-style giant line to which get to Which is kind of cool. Yeah, so you were fighting off. So you had to just shoot and stay together. And which, I mean, it adds
1: to the tension, which is one of the things they wanted to keep going in the original.
0: Right. There was no just holding up in a spot. That's what made it way cooler, was that now you actually had to
1: be on the move in it. You know, and fun. I... Uh, I, I know what character I'm calling dibs on. Who? Uh, the uh, the coach. The coach. Oh, he seems so cool. <laughs> yeah, but he's voiced by the guy that plays Cuddy on The Wire. Oh no way! Yeah, amazing. So I fucking call dibs on Coach. Go for it. So yeah. I, I can teach those those zombies to box.
0: There was the get um. Them off the there's some new weapons as well, like uh... the. the... I mean, are there
1: more weapons? Or no, it's, it's, j- it's and...
0: pretty much just like a different skin. Like the one I saw was like. The new the new rifle is a uh, scar, instead of a M16, and the new shotgun is a Spas-12.
1: I'm kind of wondering if they're going to get into a little bit of a political commentary or social commentary in the game. Why? Because it takes place in the South. Yeah, because it takes place in a Katrina-like post-Katrina New Orleans. Hmm, I don't know. Plays a couple of black people, and a couple of white people. They got, it. Man, he knows you know, you
0: even it's not just the token black guy anymore
1: yeah no and <laughs> the the white mechanic just looks like jason stackhouse from true blood so someone else could be that guy
0: i thought he
2: reminded me a lot of the uh scout <clears throat> team fortress the way he looked i don't know looked kind of like a messenger
0: guy yeah uh, i mean that looks good yeah it's more left for dead with a few changes the eye director apparently will dynamically change the weather on you but and i think for the of the if there life. is five levels i know all but all but one of the levels take place in the day, and only one takes place at night, supposedly.
1: I think fog rolls in. And it's sometimes. and the one that takes
0: place at night is supposed to be like a Louisiana swamp. So while you're going through the swamp, it'll be at night. Oh
1: shit. Will there be zombie gators? <laughs> I oh <hope> so. fuck. <laughs> but yeah. Or even just normal gators would be bad enough. Um, anything else?
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, we saw lots, but.
2: Some, do we want to talk about any like the peripheral stuff we saw?
0: Uh, we could, you could tell everyone about evil controllers. Oh, god damn. We already said the name. It's too yeah. Late. But Dude. Th- we talk about this in a voice of con- condemnation. Don't go out and buy one. Yeah, Just fuck
2: these guys. I saw this shit and it got me so angry. <laughs> these are Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty controllers that they sell. That. It's it, it's it's basically kind of like those old NES rapid fire controllers.
1: The advantage.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. So, so if you have that weapon in Call of Duty Four, is it the G Four? That's that semi-automatic shots. G Three. The G G3. Three. The G3, sorry, yeah, yeah. The G Three, for example, and you know you can only shoot like pop 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 pop. Well, they showed you, they showed it with the evil controllers on. And it shot like an automatic weapon. Or they showed, like, a, they had Halo 3 running and the SMG. They, they showed, you know, before Evil controllers and it was the normal shoot, you know, the normal rate of fire. And then they turned on the controllers. And it was just, like, ridiculous. You know, just more shit to make you angry. And they were, like, it's not detectable on live, on live at all, so. It's basically sanctioned
1: cheating, or unsanctioned cheating, but undetectable cheating. Mm-hmm. So until they put in algorithms to detect, if someone's gonna, faster than any human could ever, if do. someone's
0: gonna take the time to do that, like I don't know, it's it's just shitty. I mean, obviously they're not thinking too hard about that because they were at a fucking trade show showing it, so.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I overheard them saying, like, oh, well, no, like, nothing we're doing is illegal, nothing we're doing is, like, breaching any of the clauses that Microsoft has set out on their controllers. Like, this is... They were saying yeah. this is totally legitimate. But Microsoft <laughs> has also is.
1: reserved the right to basically do whatever they want as far as the terms yeah. of lives are Yeah, which around. I hope
0: that they fucking shut the doors down on it because it's bullshit. So, they also... Uh, another thing I saw that was rad just before we wrap up was uh, the Monkey Island games. I mean, not... Only the fact that uh, they're releasing the original to XBLA,
1: but now... Telltale is doing episodic Monkey Island games. And the first one comes out July 7th, so that's like a month away. And Telltale is the only company, basically, that has done episodic content, right? And the voice actors of
0: the game are the same ones. Like, it's the guy that did the voice acting in the original Monkey Island game. Wow. And they brought back the same girl that did it. So, I mean... If anyone's going to do it right, it's them, I guess. You know, we asked them if they'd ever do a Grim Fandango, but they said only with uh, Tim Schafer's blessing. So, like, I think Tim Schaefer gave his blessing before they went ahead with this one, too.
1: So, yeah, because he wrote on Monkey Island, I think. I
0: think so. So, um... I guess that's it. I mean, anything we kind of missed and stuff, I'm sure we'll talk more about games we've played. Yeah. I mean, I played
2: play Battlefield Bad Company 2, which was one I was really excited to play, but... Well,
1: why don't you talk about that? Well, the, the later, yeah. no later in the week. Later, not, okay, not yeah,
2: because I because I do have something I'd like to bring up.
1: We can't give it all away on the first date. We need him to come back.
0: She. Yeah, all right, that ends our IHOP podcast. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. I barely move. Dig the podcast, and uh, ah, we don't need to do any of that shit. Subscribe to our Twitters.
2: Don't forget to tip your waitress.
0: Bitches.